skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody whose partner is still friends with someone who hurt them. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, and I am a recovering slam poet, and I just... I just made. I'm glad you're coming out finally. You're finally naming it. The first, the first step is naming you have a problem, and I really appreciate that. Well, I just like you said that really like prominent, powerful line, like recovering from. Or no, you said their partner is still friends with somebody who hurt them, and I was like, mm. and then I was thinking, as you were doing your scripted line, like how many sound like how many sound bites we could make of the mms I've made <laughs> over the last five and a half years of this podcast. <laughs> how many snaps? Snap, snaps. I mean, yeah. I've never. No, I'm not a snapper. I'm snap. a mmmer. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. That is the fun part of going to slams is that everyone's just like, mmm, all the time. And you're, it's like, okay, I love the verbal affirmation of that. I wish that when I was giving like presentations at work or something, everyone was like, mmm, all the time. Mm. I actually can't stop now. That's the problem. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, uh, this is all to say Sam and I are not professionals. Uh, we are not trained in any of this, so please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings, so please shed some understanding and maybe some laps. Laps? Laps. Laps. About the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to dive right into today's letter. It is from somewhere else whose pronouns are she and they and who is writing to us from under a rock. I'm writing in about a dilemma that feels like a wall I can't get past. Without going into too much detail, I became very close with my partner's friend over the course of the last six months. The friendship from the beginning felt confusing. There were overtones of flirting, a desire to get intimately close very fast on their end. And while it felt good and even refreshing at times, I've spent a lot of time overthinking these interactions and feelings, especially because this friend has expressed that they are avoidant. And whenever I've tried to show them affection or care, they become distant quickly. Basically, a roller coaster ride. My partner and I are in a non monogamous relationship, so they were aware of this situation and we've communicated heavily about it as it's gone on. Recently, I got up the courage to confront this new friend and express that I felt confused about their behavior and unsure if our friendship was friendly or not. They completely declined to talk to me about it, stating that they have only ever viewed me as a friend and that their behavior has been nothing but friendly. This was a blow to me, not just to my self-confidence and ability to trust my own judgment, but disappointing. It's certainly not that this friend wasn't attracted to me, but that they made me feel as though they were, even to a degree that my partner and my friends pointed it out and then denied it entirely. So I'm working through the feelings of rejection and shame with my therapist, and that's its own can of worms. What I'm really looking for advice on is that my partner still wants to be friends with this person who has hurt me. I have told them that I don't want what happened with me and this friend to affect their friendship. And I mean that, but that they aren't welcome in our house and I don't want to be asked to hang out with them. I think what is hard is that this new friend is not getting the message that I don't want to continue being friends. They've repeatedly texted me since our last interaction and have, I've ignored those messages and my partner brings them up in conversations like nothing happened. Recently, they asked my partner for help building a dating profile and the unhealed angry part of me feels like they could have asked anyone else to do that but the person I am with. I recognize that there's a lot in this letter and I mostly just needed to express my hurt slash embarrassment slash confusion, but I would also love any input or ideas on how to accept that my partner's relationship with this person hasn't ended, but mine has. Unfortunately, I just wish they would move to South Dakota. <laughs> That's like the, the sickest burn. Yeah. <laughs> South Dakota is gorgeous. Yeah, there's uh, a lot anyway. of great stuff in South Dakota. Sorry for how unhinged this letter might sound, but any tough love or musings are appreciated. Oh, somewhere else. Thank you so much for writing to us. Um, we talk about this all the time on the podcast, but like nothing hurts quite the way that rejection does, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially uh, rejection that like lingers, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Oh, for sure. And it's rejection like a perfume that's actually a poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just is around you all the time. Uh, no, especially like 
when you're really sure that the person liked you, right? Where it's like, yes, I, I know that this person is flirting with me. People have corroborated it. And then you're like, hey, are like, do you, like do you wanna, yeah, and they're like, oh no, I just, I'm like, I'm being friendly with you. Right. It's, it's so it's, confusing. It's confusing for sure. And the rejection hurts. And then it's also confusing. And then you're like, wait a minute, did I make all that up? And like, who knows, right? Who knows what's going on in this other person's head or heart or body? Cause like, we don't know. Um, and like you said, you know, this person, maybe has an avoidant attachment style or doesn't quite know how to operate in, you know, uh, situations like this. And so like, who knows what, what they, what happened there, why they did it, what was going on with them. All we know is that they've said no to any sort of like romantic or physical or, you know, otherwise intimate entanglement with you. And that sucks. It just sucks. And then also to have this person like still in your life, I totally get the impulse to be like, just move somewhere far away (laughs) because I don't want you to be around me. Um, and I, and I really just want to name and hold the fact that you feel embarrassed about this. And I do want to say that there's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? Like thinking someone likes you and, you know, possibly liking them back isn't embarrassing. There's nothing wrong with that. And I also know how deeply that embarrassment hits when you put yourself out there and the other person has said no. So just want to hold space for all of those different feelings. And Sierra and I are going to offer some ideas, some musings on maybe how to move forward with this, knowing that this person continues to be in your life. Um, But before that, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darlings, welcome back. And thank you to our letter writer for trusting us with this letter. Yeah, I want to echo everything that Sam said and also just say what is really apparent in here in this letter for me is the human legacy of of just deeply wanting our pain to be seen and validated by other people because I think I, you know, letter writer, I don't know you beyond what you've written in these words, but I can tell that you have thought this through and your intellectual brain says, I want my partner to have a relationship with this person, or I don't want necessarily what I, I don't want what happened between me and this person to affect my partner's friendship with that. You know, you can access that like emotionally stable, mature brain, you know, and say, these are my hopes for this. And then you know, when everybody's walking around and is like, yeah, okay, that's cool. We're, we are going to keep being friends and we're not going to make space for this like festering wound over here. We're not going to acknowledge it. We're not going to like nod to it. We're not going to accommodate it in any ways. That makes our pain just like neon, you know, it, <laughs> sure. no, no, none of my pain is louder than the pain that is unacknowledged, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly. Like, let me just say to this, to our letter writer, like Sam said, it sucks to be embarrassed and being rejected. It hurts. It's also destabilizing to, to feel like your intuition was wrong or that somebody's sending mixed messages. It's, it's confusing. It destabilizes like your nervous system and it makes you second guess things. And it it's just like not a good feeling. And then add to that, like, I don't care how mature and stable I am. It will be, it is always hard for me to be around somebody who hurt me and, and to have the people around me. I think at times I'm like guilty of 
wanting them to be a, a compassion mind reader. You know, I want them to be like, oh, well, this must have hurt Sierra. So how can I care for her during this time? Like that's my Enneagram 2-ness is that I want people to like take care of me without telling them explicitly how I need to be cared for. For sure. Um, and in this situation- <laughs> I also situation, deeply relate to that. So like, I don't know that it's yeah, just it's a two thing. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> like, cause how dare they not know? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm like, oh no, if they ever found out, it would be a burden to them. So, uh, but also I'm secretly- like wait in the shadows yes exactly (laughs) oh my god oh my god uh so i'm kind of all over the place but right now but mostly and like i just want to loudly and clearly say it's okay that you don't want to be around this person right now that's okay and in the same moment in the same breath in the same body in the same world if you tell your, if you, if you truly want your partner to still have a, this friendship be unaffected, then I think a couple things have to happen. You have to have clearer, more explicit boundaries around, you know, them being a part of your person's life, you know, cause I think some wires must be getting crossed here or else the, or the boundaries aren't as explicit or not enough. Um, And I also think that you should give yourself space and time to grieve. Like, I think you're fully capable of having this person in your life again, but not right now, not like immediately after this rejection, you know, you don't need to be around them. It makes sense to me that you want your partner to continue to be friends with them. You want their relationship to go on without any sort of like hiccup or change. And also, do you want that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, do you actually want that? Because I know that it would be hard for me. I know that like intellectually, I could be like, yes, please go be friends. But then like the, the part of me that needs love and attention would be like, actually, it would be great if we took a break from this person, right? Like they hurt me. It's actually really hard for me to see this, see you with them all the time. And And I think that it's important to kind of talk about and like dig into some of those things because those are the places where then this like anger comes out, right? Where it's like, you could have talked to any person except for my partner and you chose them. Why? To get back at me, right? Like probably not. No, because they're going through their lives as if they are still friends because that's what you've asked them to do. And because they are, yeah. And because they're friends. Absolutely. And our pain is so exquisite to us and other people don't see it or feel it in the same way that we do. Right. Like, Oh my God, bitch, (laughs) you have no idea what that means to me in this very moment. I, I think, I I think I had my, y'all, I just just broke Sierra. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I've had a really hard week and I, I just had like one of the first arguments in my relationship in which like I felt truly escalated, you know, pretty good for six years in, but (laughs) for sure, but it can literally be boiled down to that one fucking sentence. (laughs) (laughs) The timing of you saying that to me, just the audacity (laughs) that you would fucking just, just go to the jugular. Wouldn't it be funny if this podcast was all just me writing (laughs) fake letters and sending them to you so that we can talk about your problems specifically, but I just don't want to do it like directly. I only want to do it obliquely by pretending like they're other people's problems. (laughs) 
that would fit the narrative of my life so well. It's like a Truman show, but just like a podcast. I knew I was the star of something. <laughs> Absolutely. You've always been the center of attention, Sierra. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm back in y'all. It's just like still struggling with my boys. My baby's vomiting. There, we've got scheduling issues. Like I just, uh, Okay, but okay, but long and short of it is this reminder that I think that I also need, and I think Sierra needs, given given what she just told us about, right? That like I know that my pain feels sharp and present and loud all the time, and if I don't in some way let other people into and understanding that pain then they're not going to see it because they're not experiencing it. I'm experiencing it and it feels like the whole world might be stopping because of this pain. And it doesn't mean that the other people around me do. And so sometimes we need to invite other people into what our experience is around what we're feeling and to be clear about what we need or what we're asking them for in this. Right. So like I'm, I'm thinking about this from your partner's perspective, and they don't know what it feels like to be rejected in the way that you've been rejected, right? Like they don't know the ins and outs of what it feels like to have this person in your life. And then you're telling them, I don't want this to affect your relationship with them at all. Like it makes it makes sense to me that they wouldn't be thinking deeply about how the actions that they're taking are landing on you because you're telling them that it's fine, right? Like you're telling them that you want things to go on as normal with these like two different caveats. And and they're like, great, I'm doing the two things that you asked me to. So I'm just going to keep doing the things that I need to. So my encouragement for you is to think about how do you let people in on some of the pain that you might be experiencing, like tell them how it feels and get clear about what you want and don't want given what you've been going through. So if you don't want your partner's friend to be texting you, tell them that you don't want them to be texting you, right? Like, don't just ignore the text. Actually be like, hey, I need a break. So please don't text me. I'll let you know when I'm ready to be back in communication with you. When it comes to your partner, if they're talking about their friend and you don't want them to, say, hey, it's actually really hard for me to hear about this person right now. So I would love it if we didn't talk about them for a while. And if they start talking about them again, say again, right? I haven't, I am not going to talk about them, right? Like I'm not interested in this. It, I'm not ready in a place to be able to do this and remove yourself from the situation, right? We need to be able to talk about what our boundaries are. And we also need to be the ones to enforce them, right? We need to be the ones that hold ourselves to them. We can't just expect others to either intuit them by our inaction or to just uphold them for us because they're not as exquisite to them as they are to us. I think that's so on point, Sam. And like, not just because of my shitty week, <laughs> but you know what I'm thinking of a lot with this letter is like, um, when you do bring that exquisite pain to someone else, it's also not their job to technically make it better, right? Like we, we, we bring it to other people so that they can validate us so they can, they can affirm that pain, but it's, it's, it's our job to truly tend to to it. So I'm not saying like your partner shouldn't adapt their behavior to care for you or like that they shouldn't comfort you. They absolutely should. But remembering that sharing your, your struggles 
is a way is a means to be seen. It's a means to be um, affirmed, but it's still your, it's still going to be on you. Meaning your partner doesn't have a magical solution, a magical button, and they are not responsible for your pain. Right. All you can do is, is communicate it right. And carry it um, and care for yourself. They can receive it, you know, and, and with that in mind, you know, the example of like, if you don't want this friend to text you anymore um, and they keep doing it, you need to communicate that, but you also need to uphold your own boundaries. Other people don't uphold the boundaries for us. Other pe- you can say, I don't want you to text me anymore. And that person can text you a hundred times that the, your boundary is not their labor. Your, your boundary is you saying, okay, if you continue to text me, I'm going to block you and you will no longer have access to me. Your boundary is saying to your partner, I want you to have, be friends with them. And also when you bring them up in conversation, when I'm around, I'm going to just leave the room or, or whatever. Or, you know, if you, if you, my boundary is if you want to hang out with them, I ask that you do it somewhere else because if you bring them in our house, I'm going to leave or, or something like that. Like, again, we are, we are the enactors of our own boundaries. I do want to push a little like gently because remember like our time when we're, when we're truly suffering, it's not the time to like uh, expect ourselves to like to evolve into a greater, higher being, right? You need some tenderness right now. You're rejected. That hurts in every lifestyle stage. That hurts in every relationship, every person rejection hurts. So take care, tend to yourself first. And then I just want to like lovingly nudge some things to the forefront, which I know, you know, are there, but like, obviously in a non-monogamous relationship, you're constantly trying to go against our programming, go against um, our monogamous, monogamistic culture. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, um, we're demonogamizing even our thought patterns of, about relationships and about ownership and about, um, other people's, um, independence and, and freedoms. Uh, so for demonogamizing our mind, I do want to say that I believe that the foundations of your wish that the friendship remains intact between your partner and the friend is a good one. I think it's a noble one. And I think, you know, there's no right or wrong in life, but I, I I think that that's, that's a smart and thoughtful choice because your partner's not your property and therefore your partner's friendships are their own, you know? And also at this, in the same moment, you can say, it's hard for me to be around this person right now. I'm going to set up maybe temporary boundaries about like how I interact with them. Like these two things can go hand in hand. I do think that you could do some work when you feel like emotionally capable of being like, okay, these, you know, especially the friend, especially the rejector has a really diverse and complicated beautiful life, um, that I am not inhabiting, you know, or like that I'm choosing to be not a part of and that I'll never fully understand. And that when they want friendship or friend advice, they might seek it from my partner because they are friends. And that relationship is independent of me. That relationship is independent of my romantic relationship and independent of 
what went down between me and this friend and sort of like working to, to separate the fact that this is, this may have nothing to do with you. And that the reason, the reason why we resist that is because it's like doubling down on that rejection that, that are the people who hurt us have a life outside of the pain that they caused us that have motivations outside of who we are to them, you know, like that's hard, especially when our pain is feeling so unacknowledged because yeah, if I shot, if I shooted my shot with someone and they were like, nah, but let's just keep talking as though nothing happened. Yeah. I'd, and I, I was hurt. Absolutely lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like that is something's got to change here. Yeah. And also it's like my, I think my advice could be totally summarized in this is painful your pain is valid and also your pain is yours yep and as much as we want to point fingers like i know the person who rejected you caused the pain and also like now we have to tend to it not them you know and they're they're yeah go ahead no and it's it's okay to be upset it's okay to be jealous it's okay like all of those feelings and emotions that come up to us are like understandable in the circumstances and they're not something that need to be like tamped down or conquered, right? So much of, I think this work is also about understanding how do those emotions sit in you? How do they come up for you? How do they feel in you? So that you're not just trying to either like tamp them down or avoid them by never talking about it or pretending like they're not there and that like we should just go on as things are going on, right? Like I... You know, sometimes I think that like we think that our emotions are telling us some sort of like bigger story about like the world or whatever or the situation that we're in. And sometimes our emotions are just our emotions. Like it makes sense to me that you would feel upset about this. And if we can just say, yeah, of course I'm upset. Like, why wouldn't I be? It can make it so that we have we don't have to put all of the parameters and boundaries around the emotion to like keep it in. We can just say, no. This is an understandable and appropriate and right-sized emotion for me to be having about a situation that's upsetting, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and, no, and, and no in that boundaries way, we stuff. don't need other people to tell exactly. us that it's real, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we don't need to protect ourselves from that emotion. We can just let it burn, you know? Like, it's it's like a log on a fire. It will eventually mm-hmm. burn down. And, but we're, we're so like afraid of it that we just keep like throwing stuff at it and being like, no more boundaries, more explanations, like more, all of this stuff. And then the fire just grows and grows and grows because we keep throwing things at it. When sometimes all we need to do is just take a step back and say like, yes, this log is on fire. Okay. Let's let it burn out. Let's let it do its thing. And then we can figure out what happens and will it reignite at some point? Probably. Cause like emotions don't just always burn out. But, but it's in its proper context, right? It's sitting in the fireplace and it's okay for it to be on fire if it needs to be. Yeah, totally. I know this is all challenging, um, especially in the moment, especially in, in it, you know, uh, but Sam and I are here for you and we are so grateful that you wrote us. We hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like to join us for our monthly office hours, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to those monthly office hours where Sierra and I hop on Zoom with anyone who wants to join us and answer a question, have a good conversation. That's patreon.com slash just break up pod.
You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and his music. And remember, more than one thing can be true at the same time. And more than one thing can require tending to, you know, your pain needs to be seen and validated and also your loved ones have their own world going on at the same time. It's hard to accept the complexities of the world, but if we just rest in the fact that more than one thing is happening at the same time, it makes it a little easier. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>